I love Spider-Man. I don't give a shit. Oh my god, Daniel. You would you'd rather watch Spider-Man again for like the fifth time rather than like the most iconic romantic comedy of all time. I'm gonna tell you right now, I've seen Spider-Man way more than five times. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What is Chief and my guys and girls trying something new this week? Instead of saying my dudes, I'm saying guys and girls because I realize that's a little bit uh, not sexist, but it's it's not inclusive. There we go. So what is Chief and my guys and girls and dogs and cats? What's the opposite of inclusive? Because is it exclusive? It's, it's Yeah, it's exclusive. No. No, but that's like not exclusive right. means you exclude people from stuff. But when you want like an exclusive copy of it, doesn't it mean special? You're excluding. Oh, so you're excluding other people from getting it? No, I'm saying like that's the word I would be using is excluding. I think inclusive and excluding. I think it, it's got to be exclusive would be the opposite, right? But when you say exclusive, it's like only a small amount get it. But it's not like yeah, you're, I think, you're not excluding people, though. You're just saying, hey, only this think, person gets it. I think it. that's implied. Like, only you're getting it, so you're excluding other people. Mm, that's a very – that's a hot take right there. I'd like to hear someone from the scientific community to tell us what the meaning of that word is and how to use it properly. Yeah, no one from the literary community. <laughs> Let's get a biologist on this. <laughs> He's like, yep, that's definitely a human. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the Chief and Podcast. If you've been listening to us for a while, then you know that we love to do not deep dives into movies. We've done it a couple times, but we like to analyze Rotten Tomato scores and we play games based off of movies around certain themes and we analyze Rotten Tomato scores and we usually shit on how Rotten Tomato scores things. And for this week's episode, we were going to do something where we picked a random number and uh, gave us a movie to analyze, but that only gives us like the top 100 to analyze because they don't go past that. And a lot of the those are kind of shit we've already seen. But what we discovered and what I was surprised to see is that the number one rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes is no longer the uh, thing that film critics cream themselves to Citizen Kane, but it was this movie that I had never heard of before, a 1934 rom-com called It Happened One Night. So I previously told you, I said, oh, I'd never watched this movie before because I, th- I thought I hadn't, but I have. Apparently I have. I watched oh. it in a film class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I believe that this, if I'm, if it's the right movie, this was the first movie that you saw a man without his shirt on on the big screen, and it was like, oh. whoa, oh my god, like they like freaked out, right? Because obviously that's never been done before. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting like backstory stuff that I read about this movie too. Like, I guess these these actors used to be signed to production companies, and so like this guy was signed to what MGM, and then he got leased out for this one film, and he kind of like wasn't so thrilled about it. Well, then, do, you, do you know why he was leased out? Uh, No, why? He was leased out because he, apparently he had some affair with this other actress and they were like, all right, well, as punishment, you have to go do this movie for these people. And he's like, oh my God, fine, I'll do this stupid movie. And apparently <laughs> his name is Clark Gable. Clark Gable yeah. and Claudette Famous actor, by the way. Very famous actor. But both of them, while they were filming, were like, this sucks. Claudette complained nearly every day during filming. And on the last day of shooting, she told one of her friends, God, I just finished making one of the worst pictures I've ever made. 
That's so funny. And now it's rated as the best movie ever made. Yeah, n- known as one of the greatest romantic comedies. Um, it was, uh, let's see, it was the first to win the Academy Award Grand Slam. That's where it wins Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay. Damn. Which is insane all in one. I didn't realize this, but it, it is kind of like cool backstory to it where this was made during the Great Depression. So it was kind of like a good like release for people to just kind of like relax and not stress out. I think movies were really big for that back in the day. And then this has like a rom-com, like fun banter movie, probably crushed it with the sentiment of people. But they didn't just pretend like the depression didn't happen though. They also had, you saw the divide between like the rich and the poor and that girl on the bus that like passed out because oh, yeah. she hadn't Crazy. eaten. And they're like, well, we spent all our money to try to get to New York. And then the, the, the son was like, no, no, we can't accept your money. And then freaking Claudia, Claudette or whatever her name is, just starts pouring water down this passed out lady's throat. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're passed out, that's the worst thing you can do. Don't just start throwing food and water down her mouth. Yeah. Um, I'll give a quick summary and then do you want to like get in depth on what happened more? Because I think you do a better job of that than me. Go ahead. So spoiled heiress Ellie Andrews impetuously marries the scheming King Wesley, leading her tycoon father to spirit her away on his yacht. After jumping ship, Ellie falls in with cynical newspaper, falls in love with cynical newspaper reporter Peter Warren, who offers to help her reunite with her new husband in exchange for an exclusive story. But during their travels, the reporter finds himself falling for the feisty young heiress. Yeah, that's a perfect summary. Yeah, and the whole tri- the whole movie is basically her trying to not be caught because there's tabloids being put out that this heiress is running away from her father. So her trying to avoid being caught by people because there's a bounty out for her and then them going from city to city by bus because that was like the means of transportation back then and getting into the hijinks along the way. And this is back when like everyone was reading newspapers too. So everyone had a newspaper with her face on it and they're trying to avoid the people that are, you know, noticing her. And then eventually, you know, you find out, oh, they're falling for each other. But he like rejects her at one point. He's like, no, no, go back to bed, sweetie, go back to bed. Mm -hmm. And then as she's laying there, he's smoking a cigarette. He's like... Now, wait a second. I think I do love her. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to leave. And he just he just gets in a car and leaves. Doesn't tell her. Doesn't leave her a note. Nothing. Yeah, insane. I, I found the dynamic between those two people very weird. Why don't because, you, well, real quick, um, let me give the Rotten Tomato score and then you give your score and what you like and then I'll do the same. Okay. So when we say number one film on Rotten Tomatoes, this was rated a 99% on the tomato meter with 99 critic reviews and rated a 93% audience score with 25,000 audience reviews. I guarantee you 25,000 of those people were born way before us. And that's why it it scored so high. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I gave it a 71%. Wow. I thought it was a solid C. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible. It was it was a movie that kept your interest. It had some good comedic moments that I really liked. So low. I, that's it's a C. That's that's a passing grade. D's a passing grade technically. I thought that was generous. Not generous. I thought that was fair. Um Storyline was good. Character development, honestly, was kind of stagnant for me, but I enjoyed the small bits of comedy, and I really liked that ongoing gag of the Jericho wall. thought that was funny. Yes, I love Um, that. The call. One of my favorite scenes was when he's laying down, or he's pretending to be asleep on the bus, and she is trying to find a seat to sit down as well. So he just very casually pretends like he's sleeping and sticks his hand palm up on the next seat. So either, one, she has to move his hand, or... Two, she has to sit on his hand. 
And I was like, all right, dude, that's a little cheeky. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, and then I really liked the, uh, the, the weird insults that he would throw at her. Like, oh, you're just a spoiled little brat, aren't you? Oh, and he'd like call her like brat over and over. Some of them are nuts where he's like, you do that, I'll snap your neck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what and, the and then fuck? she was like, I think I love you. Oh, <laughs> it's so, I honestly thought it was like Stockholm syndrome where you're being held captive and they're controlling every aspect of you, but somehow you fall in love with your captor because he was controlling yeah. what kind of food she ate, when she ate, what transportation she was taking, what clothes she was wearing, what she was going to say. And then in the very end said like, oh, I'm going to snap your neck, gave her like idle threats that, you know, he was like, I'm so sorry, baby. Oh, I wish I hadn't said that. But sometimes you just get me so mad. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I do like his little like insults to her. Like, uh, who, who taught you how to dunk? That's terrible. That's, that's, not, that's not how people dunk. Let me show you how to dunk. Watch this. Watch. And it's like, how do you dunk wrong? I teach a class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then my favorite one was when they're walking across the, uh, the the stream and he's all like, none of your family members can piggyback. No one can piggyback right. And she's like, of course I can piggyback. She goes, I have I have nine cousins or nine nieces and all of them know how to piggyback. He goes, no, no, no. A, a spoiled brat like you wouldn't know how to piggyback. <laughs> like, this is so it's such a weird insult, but I love it. And then he goes, then he goes, take Abraham Lincoln, yes. a natural born piggybacker. Who, who yeah, brings I that into that. this? <laughs> so, what did you not like about it the most? So, what I didn't like was the attraction to him after all the shit that he put her through. Like I said, he drinks a lot, controls every aspect of her life, threatens her insults her and then at the very end she's like oh my gosh i love you now honestly i i i understand how to pick up girls so thank you clark gable you're a true hero i'm just gonna clark start Gable's treating girls man, like shit. Dude. <laughs> good movie overall not great not bad just good 71 percent. okay oh sorry really 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 quick how the hell did he chase down that guy with the car Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. The cars weren't that fast back in the day. They're way faster than someone running in dress shoes, by the way. Yeah, he's fucking Clark Gable. Dude. <laughs> that stash won't hold anything back. <laughs> um, all right. I gave this movie an 8.4. Okay. Overall, I think it was a great story, and I could see how the tropes and ideas of it paved the way for similar rom-coms in the future. The dialogue was funny, it was well-delivered, and it had a satisfying ending. I agree with you on character de- uh, development, and I'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Quickly, is this the best movie of all time? No, not a chance. In my opinion, there are much better stories that exist. Cats. Was this entertaining and worth a watch? Yes. But should it hold the number one slot on the world's largest movie? movie rankings website no mm-hmm. all right what i liked i liked the fast dialogue the witty banter no forced jokes and the what i love about these old movies is how like prehistoric the filming style was there's minimal zoom ins and cutting i hate in modern movies how much cutting back and forth there is not even in fighting scenes just dialogue scenes how much like overused cutting there is so i love seeing a whole scene play out and actors just like crush a long piece of like written word that they have to deliver see i find that interesting because i thought i'm like there needs to be more cuts in this movie oh, no because you, you get the whole range of them you get the whole scene and they're no, good actors I, too i, I want i wanted to have like the the kind of like the close-up shots where it shows like over the shoulder and you see them talking and then it turns over and they're over the shoulder talking to the other person now too just two different camera angles but the same scene you know yeah 
That's what I wanted really bad because some of the scenes were like, yeah, it's, it's good. And also for the time too, how do they do green screen back then? Because when they're driving cars, they're not actually driving them. I don't know if it's green screen. I think it's like projected film. Oh, no, no. It's like one of those like uh, like in the Flintstones where they just have right, like, like a merry-go-round yeah. going on. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I really like the symbolism, the tires deflating um, after he can't catch up to them as he feels deflated. I thought that was great. I love that. The trumpet signaling that they finally get to have sex was yeah. amazing. I love that. He ordered the trumpet to the room. <laughs> it's so funny. I think the trumpet was also like the, the breaking down of the Jericho wall. Yeah. So they could screw. What? It wasn't so that they could sleep in separate beds with the wall down. <laughs> like, I'm pretty no. sure that's what it was, man. <laughs> that makes no sense. It, what's what's really weird is that they kept the lights on for the trumpet and then took the wall down. And as soon as the trumpet was done, like it was still playing. And then they're like, lights off. Let's put the trumpet down and let's just get to it. <laughs> just <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. that The whole old filming style and just like the tropes of the day was really funny. Like showing thigh. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's going to stop the car right in its tracks, dude. And Hilarious. it did too. But the weird thing is he wasn't even interested in that. He was interested in their luggage. Like that's, <laughs> that's all he wanted yeah. was their luggage. I want to know how they did the plane landing scene. That yeah. was crazy. That was fucking lit. That was like a real plane. That wasn't fake. <laughs> no, that was a that was a real plane. That, that was like a, a, a helicopter airplane hybrid. Yeah, I've never seen insane. anything like that before. My jaw really, was dropped. <laughs> I really thought I'm like he's gonna kill all those people. It, it, he's, they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And in the in the end, when uh, when the dad pays off the king or the whatever his name is um to stop seeing his daughter the hundred thousand dollars that he would have given him at that time would be worth almost two million dollars in 2018 jeez and this is 2022 now so it's probably a little bit higher not much but still something 2.2 maybe yeah it's crazy yeah um what i really loved and um, I love the twist of him only wanting a certain payment amount back and the misunderstanding of the reward. I love this in movies where you're watching the miscommunication happen- happening and the misunderstanding. You just want to like yell out to the screen to clarify it. And it's like the angst and anxiety of them not knowing. And it's like if they only knew it would solve it. I love that in movies. So it's really cool to see that happening in this old movie. It's funny because that crosses over into real life. That really does happen where it's just communication all the time. It's like fucking if you just communicate it they'd be like resolved yeah the last list of things i liked i want to say some notable quotables that made me lol you're all a lot of hooey to me i thought the use of hooey was hilarious um you bore me to distraction Mm, this guy was a good one i like that that was funny the colder they are the hotter they get and when a cold mama gets hot boy how she sizzles (laughs) That was fucking funny. I don't guy, remember that at all. Who said that? The guy, the guy that tried to extort and share the money with Clark Gable on the train. Uh, uh, that guy was annoying, dude. He just kept talking. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've always, I've always said, you got to pride uh-huh. yourself on who you talk to and make sure you talk to the right people because if you don't talk to the right people, I'm like, shut up, stop talking. <laughs> the uh, the inn owner after the cops come in and they fake an argument, saying to the cops, "I told you they're a very nice married couple." <laughs> after they're yeah, yelling dude, at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That was on my list, too. That's the best quote. (laughs) It's so funny. After all this shit that he just saw, I told you, they're a very nice married couple. (laughs) Like, that's normal. And the last thing is just a really cool thing to say is... um I was wondering what makes dames like you so dizzy. Ah, uh, yeah. This is badass. And now I'd like to get into what I didn't like. And what I didn't like is when I realized I had the plot wrong. And then I read back and I was like, oh, I read the summary after watching it. Oh. It's like, oh, I had it misunderstood. I thought that the father 
wanted to arrange her marriage to this king guy. Not okay. I didn't think that she wanted to marry him and the father kidnapped her. So I'm kind of like, I didn't know that she wanted to get married and that her father was essentially just kidnapping her. Yeah, so she was just running away. Holy shit, that's crazy. I have so many questions. Like the the police and the detectives were essentially helping the father try to re-kidnap his daughter. Like how old was she? There was a bounty well, for she this was, kidnapping. I think she was 20 or 21, something like that's that. That's an adult. I know. I, it's very weird. There was a $10,000 reward throughout the country to re-kidnap an adult. It's an insane premise to the movie. What I noticed was, you know, you know that whole saying of you end up dating your parents, like you date people that are similar to your parents. Well, yeah. that's exactly what happened because she was being held captive by her dad, who was also a drinker and kind of abusive and also not abusive, but like he, he was kind of mean and he was controlling. And that's exactly who Clark Gable was. But he was more quick-witted. And that was the only difference between those two people. Mm-hmm. But they had the same kind of mentality. And in fact, the dad even saw that in Clark Gable. And he's like, yeah, I like that about you. You have this this kind of way with how you carry yourself. And it was very similar to himself. That's why he liked him. Yeah. I just thought the whole premise of this movie being based around an attempted kidnap is insane. Like newspapers are printing this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What I didn't um, like, though, also was when I rented the movie, um, my whole screen just turned like bl- gray for like two hours. Are you saying because it was black and white? <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought when I saw like, oh, this is black and white. I was like, oh, there's definitely going to be some racist shit in here. Yeah, I thought so too, man. I was like, oh boy, here we go. There was a racist stuff, but it's just like all the only black actors were the help throughout the whole movie. What was cool, though, was... I, I rented it off of Amazon and they give you the Same. option of HD, so $4.99 or SD for $2.99. And I was like, it's a black and white movie. Yeah, I don't really need point? great quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Dude, so uh, when I was a kid, I saw like some some black and white movie. I think it was The Wizard of Oz. And I really thought, I'm not even kidding you, I thought that that's just how things were. I thought that everything was black and white for people back in the day. I probably thought the same thing, Like too. how they saw... How does your kid brain think otherwise? Exactly. And it, because you see like old pictures and stuff, too, they're all like grainy and, and black and white and stuff. And then you realize, oh, no, we just didn't have the technology to bring what we see into the TV That's wild. world. Like, I don't know how they do all these like World War II recolored, where they recolor everything. Like, how is that done? That's insane. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I did agree with you that I didn't like is the lack of character development. I feel like they, I feel like there should have been some more character development of the King Wesley and conflict between Clark Gable and King Wesley so that we actually didn't like this guy and want to root for her to get swept up by Clark Gable. Cause honestly, I didn't really care. I was like, um, I don't know. There was no character development of that guy, which didn't add any kind of like conflict or us choosing a side in the story. Yeah, she or sorry, he basically just said like, oh, yeah, that king guy. I don't know what girls see in him. Yeah, that was like it. he just didn't like him. And he and seemed the, like the a dad fine guy to me. Yeah, he seemed fine. <laughs> I don't, uh, he didn't seem except for that. I like that little uh, the weird interaction when they're going through the door and the dad's like no yeah you for you no you go okay and they're like just like they stood there for like 10 seconds and then finally they're like oh well thank you sir yes he's a little goofy uh-huh. but i didn't see anything really wrong with the guy you just kind of had to take everyone else's word for it that he sucked yeah that was my review i really enjoyed this movie i i don't like 
judging things for like what they set the pace for like with old school rap you got to compare it to new school rap right i don't want to be like this deserves to be on a pedestal because bonus points of it setting the pace i feel like that's not fair like you can't compare fucking jerry west to lebron james it's not the same but within its own realm i do think it was a good movie see i kind of did the same thing and just judged it on just being a movie and not it being an old movie i don't think it was money wasted like i enjoyed watching it no i enjoyed it but i also would have rather watched spider-man for 4.99 over 2.99 yeah definitely dude fuck i love spider-man i don't give a shit oh my god daniel you would you'd rather watch spider-man again for like the fifth time rather than like the most iconic romance comedy of all time. I'm gonna tell you right now, I've seen Spider-Man way more than five times. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and second, I've already seen this movie too. I, I, I knew it was gonna happen because I'd already seen it. Yeah. That's why I'm really glad that we backed out of our our number thing because for uh, FYI guys the number that we chose it, it picked the movie 1917 which has like zero dialogue. <laughs> so that would have been the worst movie to review and then share on a medium of audio. Yeah, you're all you're like, oh yeah, the visual effects were beautiful. That let one me explosion. Let dude? me describe it to you, okay, in great detail. Um, no, but <laughs> so what I was actually trying to go for with this idea was we pick a number and we go by the ratings. So like we find a movie that was eighty one percent or eighty nine percent. And then we just pick whatever's at the top of that list. Oh, I thought you were saying randomized number on the list. Nope. Randomized number of rating. So like if oh, we had done I like- love that. Let's do that next time. But then is it just alphabetical? I was just thinking like whatever shows up on the list first. Because you can probably itemize it on there saying like, hey, show me only the 81% movies or only the 70% movies or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then it would, I, I think we might need to like multi-layer it. So you pick the number and then you pick the number within the category. That, that'd be a good way of doing it. I do really like that idea, though. Because I, I did, because I was like, I don't want to rate it like 90% movie. Or I, I know that's what we I did, know. but it's one. And that's, that's why I was like, oh, okay, I guess he didn't like my idea. I guess we're doing it this way instead. But no, I, you I just didn't I, understand. That doesn't even make sense of <laughs> what you wrote. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guys, uh, we're, we already posted on social about this movie being the topic of this week so that it wasn't thrown out of sorts for you. So I hope that you were able to watch it and that you had similar thoughts on it as us. If you didn't, let us know on our social media accounts on TikTok or Twitter or uh, TikTok or Instagram. We have a website that links out to all that shit at chiefandpodcast.com. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed this review. We'll probably be back next month with that other idea because that sounds a lot more fun to me. I can't wait. I really hope we get a low number, like a 10 or a 15. That would be so yeah. great. And just rate the <laughs> shit. Rate the shit out of it, man. I can't say rate the shit. It sounds like rape. Yeah, I thought you just re-said that. No, like, I said I can't say rape. I got to say rate. Oh, there you go. You got hard T. You got to get the hard T. If you don't get the hard T, it sounds like a hard P. And a hard P sounds like frying chicken. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, see you next week with a brand new episode. From all of us here at Chiefin, keep it Chiefin. Keep it Chiefin.